many, many years ago, decades ago, he got was part of Alpha Software, grew to about 25 million in sales, then sold it to a larger company, which he ran then ran as president before leading a spin out in 2004 of the product, kind of the tech team, really starting over though from scratch, Alpha Software, helping folks, really non-developers, build mobile apps faster and more efficiently. They've got a team of 50 people between Burlington, Massachusetts and other remote locations, currently serving 3,000 customers that pay on average called 140 bucks a month. So doing about 400, 500 grand a month right now on revenue or about a $5 million run rate. That's up from $3 million just 12 months ago. So about 70% year-over-year growth. They've raised $10 million bucks, and again, growing rapidly with their team of 50. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Richard Rabens. He focuses on strategy, accelerating global growth, and scaling his company, Alpha Software. He also served as CEO of Soft Squad International from 97 to 2001 when it owned Alpha. In addition to his 30 years with the company, Richard played a key role as co-founder and served as president and chairman of the Massachusetts Software Council, now the Massachusetts Technology Leadership Council, the largest technology trade organization in Massachusetts. Richard holds a master's degree in systems dynamics from the Sloan School at MIT and a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and master's degree in control engineering. All right, Richard, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I'm ready. All right. T- tell us about Alpha. What's the company do and how do you make money? Okay, so in a nutshell, uh, we're really very focused on uh, the mobile um, business market. Um, I can broaden that mobile and web development, but in particular, if you think about uh, enterprises or corporations, 60% of workers uh, worldwide um, work standing up, you know, not at desks. And these are people in field service. They could be nurses. It could be restaurant workers, manufacturing, quality control, uh, uh, um, workers who work for cities and towns, etc. And until recently, the whole computing wave that started with mainframes all the way up to the web didn't really impact them. Uh, They still kept using um, notepads and forms primarily to record the work that they had done. And uh, obviously, the cell phones had come out roughly 10 years ago and had a huge impact on consumers but hadn't really penetrated a significant way into business. So Richard, and, just just to be clear, because I want to dive more into your story instead of the overall space, is Alpha Software really focused on helping people build mobile apps faster? Correct. Okay, got it. And it sounds like what you were doing before this, Alpha was part of a much larger company. Did you lead a spin out or something? Well, we actually had built the original Alpha up to a pretty sizable company in the uh, late 90s, we sold the company. And then. Well, hold on. Uh, How big did you build it and what did you sell it for back then? 
We we were roughly about 25 million. We had about 150 people. We sold it to a public company, and then um, I ended up actually becoming CEO of the company that we sold it to. And then after a number of years, as we saw the emergence of mobile, we actually bought the core business back from the public company. And so we could really focus on what was happening in mobile. How did you manage to do that without the obvious kind of conflict of interest? Well, it's it's actually pretty straightforward if you, and there is a implicit conflict of interest, you get a valuation from um, a recognized, uh, you know, valuation firm. So what you do, like a 409A? I forget the details, but yeah, yeah uh, something along those lines. So we were able to buy the core um, business back and focus very much on the upcoming mobile market. And, and the reason why uh, mobile is, is interesting, it's, it's a difficult problem. Uh, building uh, business apps for mobile devices is a lot harder than building apps for regular devices because you don't have signal, you've got a very small screen, you don't have a keyboard, you don't have a mouse, and typically the operator of the app has lost the use of one hand because they're holding the phone in one hand, so they've only got five fingers. And so building apps for mobile is actually a lot harder. And and so now all of a sudden you get this sort of uh, big issue that's arisen. Is yeah, Richard, you're, it's a, you're in a hot space. There's no doubt about it. Give me, give me more, though, of the, of the backstory here because there's other people right now stuck in corporate wondering, I really want to spin this part of our feature set out. So you, you did a 409 evaluation uh, or, or something like that. A non-biased party valued it. What did you end up buying it for to spin it out? Um, I, I can't give you the exact number, but, you know, we we got a fair price. Uh, we, we bought it back. And essentially what we were buying back was some core technology and the customer list. And also we basically the uh, – core developers who uh, had gone with the original sale came back. Yep. So in fact, we were restarting the the party, so to speak. So if someone listening wants to get started with you guys, walk me through kind of what the average customer is paying you per month. So there's two kinds of customers. If I'm an entrepreneur and I've got an idea for a vertical market uh, software as a service app, uh, I'll give you an example. There's a product called Orca, O-E-R-C-A. And uh, the entrepreneurs behind it felt that if they could build the equivalent of an electronic health records uh, system for animals, uh, for marine parks and for zoos, uh, there would be a market. So they looked at all their options for building out something that would be both web and mobile and chose Alpha because it's a very productive system. So that's... uh, one example. Well, t- t- tie that back to a price point. So a customer story like that on average, what are they paying per month? Depends on how successful they are. The The more they um, more successful they are, they need more server capacities. We, we let people host anywhere, or we've also now introduced the Alpha Cloud. But it ends up being a relatively small percentage of their revenue, probably less than 5% of their revenue. So you price as a percentage of revenue? You don't have just flat? No, you haven't priced it, but I'm just working backwards. So right now you pay per server, and a server can actually handle a lot of of customers. So in this case, they've got a few thousand customers, 
and they're able to run on I think uh, three or three or four servers, and the servers run in the order of five thousand dollars per year. Okay, so t- I'm, is it fair to say that an average contract value in terms of what people are paying you call it between fifteen and twenty grand a year, something like that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. But now we, we're just about to introduce a new product because what we've determined, and it's very interesting, if you look at web apps, web apps uh, is Actually, what sorry, I, Richard, hold on one minute. I want to learn about the new product, but let me just close out my thought on the customers here. Well, yeah, since, since, since the spin out, what, what have you been able to scale to in terms of total customers using you? We have about 3,000 customers using Alpha right okay. now. And we were able to leverage on our, you know, previous customer base. And now, you know, we're well uh, established in the low code space, which has become a hot space. Yep. And because the product has a long heritage, it's very rich in terms of features and capabilities. And so we've um, been able to grow the company. Now, Richard, and- if you've got 3,000 customers paying an average ACV of 15 grand a year, I mean, that puts you at a $45 million run rate. Is that accurate? No, no, we're we're somewhat smaller than that because our price has been growing over time. Okay, so, so what what's your run rate today? It's somewhere in the five to ten million dollar range. Okay, great. Well, that's still, that's still healthy growth, right? Now, what was it? Do, what what was it doing when you spun it out? Did you get any revenue with the spin out or no? No, very little. It was mainly an asset um, uh, purchase because in those days, software was mainly sold as perpetual licenses versus subscription. Now, if you're doing a $5 million run rate today, that's about 410 grand per month. And you've got 3000 customers. If I divide the 3000 into your monthly, that means each customer is paying about 140 bucks per month, right? Which doesn't match up with your pricing page where you've got pricing ranging from 995 per year. I guess it does. These are yearly. These are yearly numbers. Okay. Got it. These are yearly. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that does match. That does match. Okay, good. So each customer is paying about call it 138, 140 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it varies. And so so that I just uh, laid out one uh, type of customer. And that's what I would call uh, entrepreneurs who've got an idea. In this case, it was a mammal product. We've got other folks who built safety products in agriculture, school products, uh, you know, um, ERP systems all over the shop. Um, but then the other audience is corporate customers who, you know, they've got a sales force or service force or something, and they want to, you know, mobilize these guys, and they're looking for something that's powerful that can connect to all kinds of systems of record, but at the same time, they can build very rapidly. And also, we've, uh, you know, there's a big push towards embracing the so-called citizen developer in companies, these are folks with domain expertise, but are not developers. So that's w- what's driven us to the next product that is in the process of being released right now. And I want to talk more about that in a second. Talk to me first, though, about growth. So today you're doing about, call it $5 million a year in revenue. What were you doing 12 months ago? What was your run rate? Um, we probably were up by about 70% approximately. That's, that's pretty good. So call it, you were doing, call it $3 million about a year ago? Something like that, yeah. Yep. And what's driven most of that growth? New product releases, expanding current customers, or bringing new customers on altogether? Um, it's bringing on mainly, I'd say, new customers. And then, you know, under a subscription model, um, if you've got a good product, it tends to be sticky. So, How sticky are you? What's your churn today? Uh, I, I'm not going to give you an exact number, but it's very sticky. 
Uh, this well, come on, Richard. You can't say very sticky without backing it up. With, people say, oh, we're the best. We're the blah, blah, blah. I mean, give me a number. You're above what in terms of dollar retention annually? Probably in the order of 85, 90%. You're right. That is high. It's great. And that's that's gross or or, or, uh, or net dollar retention? Uh, help me out. What, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. That? So if you lose 20% of your revenue, but you expand your current customer base by 40%, your and net... So- yeah, what, what I'm referring to is existing customers renewing, not, you know, this is not taking into account, um, you know, uh, new customers. Well, is it taking into account expansion revenue? Yeah, this, no, so this is pure. Got it. So this is gross. You have 95% or call it 90% gross dollar retention annually. In, in that order, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's great. Um, tell me about the new product. So the new product is we, we found something very interesting in web apps. If somebody comes to you and says, I need a business app running you know, on the web, you really have no idea what they're talking about until they clarify. So it could be an ERP, could be an HR system, it could be an accounting system, could be a BI system, uh, could be anything. Um, and so it's a little trickier to write tutorials and make it super easy because there's different paths. What we found is that when it comes to mobile, uh, the kind of app that people want to build is almost always some form of data capture and dispatch. And it makes sense because uh, the mobile worker are these people who've been historically using primarily forms uh, to capture information. Now they want to get rid of forms, uh, you know, move to a, uh, typically a smartphone just because they're way more ubiquitous, but that's a tougher technical challenge because you've got less space. But the benefits clearly are you don't have the double entry. You now are capturing data in machine-readable form, but you're also capturing much richer data. You know, for example, if I'm a nurse doing a evaluation of a patient, I can capture the stethoscope read. You know, there's now... Yeah. I don't, and, Richard, I don't want to go too too deep down here, but I think I, I think I think we I think we get what you're launching. Is once we know what it is that people want, uh, this new product called Alpha Transform, we can build these apps typically in about 30 minutes, and the skill level required is a line of business person, a person with domain expertise. That's great. That can build the apps. You so don't have, it, don't have to code because uh, coding a complex offline form, you know, typically with, even with low code products, you're looking at many, many weeks. And okay. Last few questions here, Richard, before we wrap up with the famous five, what year did you leave the spin out? Excuse me? Sorry. What year was the spin out? Um, maybe 2004. I, I forget the exact year. Okay. And have you booched after the spin out, have you bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We've raised capital from, uh, the first few years was bootstrap and then we raised capital not from uh, venture, but from successful um, software entrepreneurs in in our space who've built up enterprise software companies, and they've been very helpful. So, so how much total um, have you raised? I, I can't get into that. Well, I think it's public. My research team has it here. Um, you raised about three million dollars. Mm, no, that's not accurate. Okay, uh, interesting. This is listed. We'll get the data source on that. Why don't you share that number? I think we can look it up in SEC files, right? No. You won't find it there. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's just not because, um, I, I don't know, maybe it is there. I, I can't. 
Well, yeah, because you, you have to, I mean, you have to file, which is why it's typically public, which is why I typically ask it. Um, but you, you've, you've made the decision, we've, I guess. Raised, I mean, we've raised, you know, around about $10 million. Okay. Um, and most of that money has gone into product, product development. So we're, at this point, we think we're poised for some really good growth because we've invested very heavily. We've got a very strong technology base. What's the team size today, Richard? Um, there's about 50 people in the company. Five zero? And, yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And where's and, everyone based? Uh, the company, everyone's based U.S. It's all U.S.-based developers. Everybody works for us full-time. Most of them are based out of headquarters in Burlington, Mass. But then we've got a number of developers in New York, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Oregon, etc. That's great. All right, Richard, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, I would say it's a book called The Art of Pricing. The Art of Pricing. Very good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, no, but I think one of the most impressive CEOs is the, I think his name's Alan Mullally. He was Boeing and Ford. Um, if you Take a look at uh, some of his lectures and videos. Very impressive. Yeah. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building your business? Well, we use uh, HubSpot, um, but uh, you know, I don't think there's, there's there's other products that are similar. No. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> well, um, depends if half of my dog wakes me. Um, <laughs> I'd say probably about six. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kiddos? I, I have uh, a wife and, and two daughters. Two dogs. And, and a male dog. And a dog. Okay. And how old are you? Um, I'm oof. I'm in my late 50s. Late fi- We'll say 55. All right, Richard. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Say that again? What do you wish? What do you, I asked your age because I was curious what you wish your yeah. 20-year-old self knew. Um, that's a great question. I just, I just think the uh, people skills, the importance of people skills, knowing that as early as possible in the game. You know, I happened to go to probably one of the more technical business schools, and that stuff was always regarded as unimportant. And turns out, ability to pick the right team and motivate people and treat people, you know, fairly and get everybody pointing in the same direction. Uh, if you think of it as stallions moving a stagecoach forward, they've all got to be in the front, all aiming for the same goal. Guys, there you have it. People skills are important. Uh, many, many years ago, decades ago, he got was part of Alpha Software, grew to about $25 million in sales, then sold it to a larger company, which he ran then ran as president before leading a spin-out in 2004 of the product, kind of the tech team, really starting over, though, from scratch. Alpha Software, helping folks, really non-developers, build mobile apps faster and more efficiently. They've got a team of 50 people between Burlington, Massachusetts, and other remote locations, currently serving 3,000 customers that pay, on average, called 140 bucks a month. So doing about 400, 500 grand a month right now on revenue or about a $5 million run rate. That's up from 3 million just 12 months ago. So about 70% year over year growth. They've raised 10 million bucks. And again, growing rapidly with their team of 50. Richard, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Enjoyed meeting you.